morning. All right, if you have your Bibles, Mark, uh, the book of Mark, uh, chapter number 6. Mark, chapter number 6, verse number 39. Um, simple thought this morning, simple thought. Um, I know this is a very familiar passage of Scripture. Everybody's, uh, once you see the first couple of verses, uh, you're going to know this story. And uh, but they something I took a second look at this story uh, last night and begin to read over it some more, uh, and the Lord began to show me a couple things about this text and and a couple things that I didn't I didn't notice. See, a lot of times when we get familiar with a passage of scripture or even a story in the Bible, uh, we'll get to it and and just read over it real fast. Um, but there's little fragments of blessing. Uh, if you'll just be patient enough to look inside of it. There's a couple things that the Lord showed us about this. Mark chapter number 6, verse 39. Uh, once you find that, go ask you to stand and stretch your feet, stretch your legs, and stand for the reading of the Word of God. Um, most preachers say you'll be sitting for a while, so let you stand, but I ain't like that. But sometimes you do need to stretch your legs. Uh, Mark chapter number 6, verse number 39. Uh, if you have your place, you ought to big amen. amen. The Bible says this, And he commanded them to make all sit down uh, by companies upon the green grass. And they sat down in ranks by hundreds and by fifties. And when he had taken the five loaves and the two fishes, he looked up to heaven and blessed and broke the loaves and gave them to his disciples to set before them. And the two fishes divided he among them all. And verse number 42, And they did all eat and were filled. I want to preach on this thought this morning. It's going to take a miracle. It's going to take a miracle. Father, we love you. We thank you, God, for all of your many blessings of life. We thank you, Lord, for the ability, God, to be in your house once again. And, Lord, I pray that you take this simple thought, God, this simple message, and use me, God, as your messenger, Lord, to deliver the message that the people need to hear. I pray that it would encourage them. I pray that it would help them. God, I pray that it would strengthen them, Lord, for whatever they stand in need of in their life. God, I'm glad that you'll be enough for us, Lord, no matter the circumstances that's in front of us. And God, I pray that you would empty us of sin and self and fill me, Lord, with your spirit and your power from on high. And we love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name we ask and we do pray. Amen and amen. You could be seated this morning. As we approach the story here in, in Mark chapter number 6, we find uh, that the disciples have been for, for a very long time uh, working in the ministry with Jesus. We find that, that Jesus' ministry is a non-stop ministry. Uh, he knew that his days were numbered, Brother Ed. Uh, he understood uh, that he was going to live 33 and a half years and he was going to give himself on a cross of Calvary for you and for me, and he knew, he even, he even said in the scriptures, he said to work while it was day for night cometh, when no man can work. And so we find Jesus' ministry being very active. It's being nonstop. There were little times, Brother Ed, when the disciples had time to rest or to sleep or to eat or, or to enjoy their own family. Uh, the ministry was constant. And about this time in Mark chapter number 6, the word of Jesus is going round 
about all over the place. I mean, uh, they, 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 Miss Treva, they are in awe of what they have heard about this man. Uh, from Mark chapter number 6, we already have a, 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 a man full of demons and, and full of evil spirits. And, and the word's going around about how Jesus casted out every one of the demons that that man had in him. Uh, we're, we're finding stories like the woman with the issue of blood. We're finding stories like the blind man being healed. And this word is going out roundabout. So so many people, the lame, the sick, and, and the hungry, they're following. They're trying to find where Jesus is. And let me say just as a side note, that, that ought to be our mission in life. When, when we know of the great works that Jesus can do, and it ought to be you, your and, and, and even my a mission to be able to get to where he is, not because what we can offer him, but what he can offer us. And we find that here in the text, we find the 5,000. You know the story. You know what's going on. But there's a couple things that I found out. And, and Jesus says, we're going we're gonna to feed all of these to the disciples. Now, to make this make sense, Bryson, you were, he told the disciples, the one uh, that they didn't get much to eat. They didn't get time to sit down. They didn't get time to eat a nice meal like bread and fish. And they didn't have no money. They were poor. Didn't even have a place to lay their head. But now Jesus tells him or tells the disciples, they we're going to feed every one of these people, 5,000 men, not counting the women or children. We're going to feed all of them. The disciples are probably thinking, Ed, Lord, are you, have you lost it? We can't even feed ourselves and, and you want us to take and feed 5,000 people? I believe in their head. I believe in their mind. Maybe they even said it out of their mouth. Uh, Bryson, they probably said it's going to take a miracle to do that. And I was thinking about that when the Lord showed me that last night and I just began to look at my life and I begin to think, man, how many times I was there where, where the Lord, uh, I had a situation. I said, Lord, it's going to take a miracle uh, for it to have anybody. You ever heard that or have you ever said that when you face a certain thing and you think about accomplishment and you think, man, it's going to take a miracle for that ever to happen. Amen. And so I, 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 I want to preach on this. It's going to take a miracle. There there's going to be things in our life that we just automatically don't even try. We just say in our mind, it's just going to take a miracle. There's no way I can do it. I don't have the words. I don't have the ability. I don't have the know-it-all. It's just going to take a miracle. But I'm glad a miracle is not outside of his capabilities. I'm glad that a miracle is very much in the realm of, of, of opportunity when we're talking about Jesus. I believe Jesus does this not just to feed the 5,000. I don't believe that he does this just to show who he was. But I believe, Brother Rice, and I believe that, that Jesus did this to show them, the, the disciples, that even when it does take a miracle, I can perform the miracle. There's going to be times that you're going to face stuff in your life and you're going to go through the hardest times in your life and you're going to say to yourself, Lord, it's just going to take a miracle. And I believe God will perform that miracle just to prove to you that a miracle is possible. There's a couple things, though, that I found out in the text that, that, that uh, see, a lot of times we, we zoom in on what Jesus did. 
we zoom in that he took those couple pieces of fish and two loaves of bread and, 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 and feeds 5,000. But it wasn't until last night I began to look into the text and I began to see that, that there was other people that did other, other things to make the miracle happen. The very first thing that we find here in the text, if you look in Mark chapter number 6, and you start reading in verse number uh, 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 38, it says, And he saith unto them, How many loaves have ye? Go and see. And when they knew, they say, Five and two fishes. He commanded them to make them all sit down by companies upon the green grass. Watch this now. you got to know the start of the miracle. The starting of the miracle in verse number 38, Jesus says, How many loaves have ye? And go and see. He basically, Bison, what he's asking is, they're saying, Okay, we're going to feed all of these people. And Jesus looks at them and he says, How many loaves do you got? How many fishes what do you have and he says well I'll go look and when he gets back he tells them I've got five and two fishes see you got to notice something about this Jesus didn't ask them what they didn't have Jesus didn't go to them Bryce and say okay I need to know what you don't have in your life so that I can use something out of it to bless it he wasn't worried about what they didn't have See, God wasn't worried about what they did have. And see, there's times we've got to understand this this morning, that God is not interested in what we lack. He's not interested in what we don't have. God is interested in what you do have left. And then what you have left, God will take it, then multiply it. Sometimes we say it's going to take a miracle and I just don't have faith. I just don't have the courage. I just don't have the strength. God ain't want to hear. God ain't interested in that. You say, preacher, all I've got left is a little faith. All i got left is a little bit of strength. God, all I've got left is a little bit of courage and a little bit of belief. That's all I've got left. That's all God needs. I'm a pretty big boy and I'm just going to be honest with you. Five fish and, or five pieces of bread and two fishes wouldn't have filled me up. If they wanted to fill me up, they better go catch more fish. But see, when he come back, they come back and then say, oh Lord, we've got plenty. We've got, we've got five loaves of bread and two fishes. They come back and said, five and two fishes. Almost, Brother Ed, like when they come back, they said, Lord, we ain't, we ain't got enough. I mean, we've got five loaves of bread and two fishes, but it ain't enough to feed 5,000 people. What begins to happen to the start of that miracle? If you need a miracle in your life, if you're facing a situation where you have already said it's going to take a miracle, the first thing you need to do is you need to understand not what you don't have, but you've got to understand what you do have. Because it don't matter if it's little. It doesn't matter if it's not enough. We can find in this text later on that God takes what's almost insufficient and makes Makes it sufficient for them. He said unto them, How many loaves have ye? Go and see. When they knew, they say five and two fishes. We find the start of this miracle. Number two, we find the span of the miracle. Now you've got to understand about this real quick is that these, these people ain't ate none. These people are hungry. And Jesus goes in verse number 39 and says, And he commands them, to make them all sit down by companies upon the green grass. 
And they sat down in ranks by hundreds and fifties. Now, I'm not good at math. Now, I know there's a lot of people there, 5,000 people, not even counting the, the women and children. And he gets them, Bryson, to sit down in ranks of fifties and hundreds. And that's a lot of groups. And that's going to take a lot of time. And if I'm me, if, if I could just act in the flesh and think in the flesh for a minute, I'm hungry, I'm starving, I've got 5,000 people, and I just heard that they ain't got but five loaves of bread and two fishes. I don't want to wait in line. I, I don't, we, thank God we don't got to worry about this when we have homecoming. But if we had 5,000 people show up for homecoming, and just so happened all we cooked, Brother Ed, was two pieces of fish, and, and, and somebody brought five loaves of bread, I promise you this one thing, I don't want to be at the back of that line. That takes a lot of time to be able to sort each and every one of them out and sit them down upon green grass. I'm sure some of them's belly was probably starving. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure some of them was just thinking, man, I wish he'd hurry up with the food. I would wish he'd hurry up and get that miracle on the way because I need it right now. If I could just speak to, you know, from myself, I'll preach to me, y'all listen. There's times when I say, Lord, I need a miracle, and I show him what I do have, and then I put it in his hand, and then I go, God, you're going to have to hurry up. God, I need it now. I, I needed it yesterday, and it didn't come. I definitely need it today. What we've got to understand is this one word, patience. Patience. Rome wasn't built in a day is what they say. Sometimes we've got to have enough patience, Brother Bryson, where we can say, God, here is what I have. I know it's not enough, but when it gets into your hands, it'll be enough. And God, when I switch it over to you, I'm not going to worry about it anymore. I'm not going to spend any more time thinking about it, worrying about it, stressing over it. God, here it is. I'm not going to rush you. When you get it done, you'll get it done. See, some things can't be rushed. Amen. A cheeseburger, when you make a cheeseburger, it can be rushed. Amen. But when you got a miracle from God, it cannot be rushed. You must be patient and you must wait on the Lord. We've got this society that's right now. We need it right now, right now, right now. And ain't nothing ever fast anymore. Used to drive through the McDonald's drive through and I mean, Bryson, you'll get it in 2.5 seconds. It's like they almost knew what you was ordering before you got there. Now it take you 30 minutes to go through a drive-thru. Everything taking forever. And then, man, there's times, Brother Bryson, where I'll sit back at the house and I'll have stuff I'm dealing with and I'm saying, God, this is taking forever. Lord, I figured you'd have done showed up by now. God, I figured you would have done come through by now. But, Lord, here I am. I'm still waiting. Preacher, what are we supposed to do? We're supposed to wait. Sometimes long waiting periods come with a great blessing. He says, commands them all to sit down, but there's something about it in verse number 39. Not only does he tell them to sit down by companies, but look at the location he tells them to sit down in. He says, you sit down in the green grass. Not that, not that dry grass. Bryson, they didn't have to sit in a bunch of dirt. But while they were waiting, they had a nice, bright, soft place to 
to wait. I will promise you this. By the word of God, there's going to be times you're going to have to wait. You're waiting on that miracle. You're waiting on God to come through. And it's going to be hard. But God will not leave you in a waiting place that's uncomfortable and it's hard. God will give you a waiting place where it's green grass. We find, even in Psalms 23, we find where the Bible says that he makes us to lie down in green pastures. There's times where we must wait. But God will give us a perfect waiting place. While we wait, the start of this miracle, the span of this miracle, and lastly this, the sufficiency of it. Look in verse number 41. And when he had taken five loaves and two fishes, he looked up to heaven and he blessed it and broke the loaves. And he gave them to his disciples to set before them, and the two fishes divided he among them all. And they did all eat and were filled. But now look in verse number 43. And they took up the 12 baskets full of the fragments and the fishes. Hold on a second, Ed. He takes two fishes, five loaves of bread. He feeds 5,000 people with it. That's a miracle in itself. But there's another miracle after the miracle. It's the fact that they had leftovers. She just seen that I've been through enough to know that he'll be enough for me. Amen. God ain't going to give something and do a great miracle and you have to wait on it forever. God's not going to do it so you just have just enough. But God will give you something where you'll have more than enough, more than what you'll need. And, and we've got to understand this. God don't do anything halfway. God ain't going to bless you halfway. God's not going to give you a halfway miracle, a halfway breakthrough. But I promise you that if you'll wait on the Lord when you need a miracle, God will give you something that not only will satisfy your need, but it will do more than what you thought. The scripture teaches us that he can do abundantly above all that we can ask or think. That tells me, Ed, whatever I stand in need of, even if I think it's hard, even if I think it's impossible even if I think I need a miracle God tells me I can do that and more sufficiency of it they did all eat and were filled and they took up the 12 baskets full of fragments and of the fishes and they that did eat of the loaves were about 5,000 men I'm going to close on this look at the very next thing that happens in verse 45. They're feeding. They're eating. They're being blessed. The miracle has come through. They have fragments with them. But in verse number 45, immediately after, what are they in? A storm. They go straight from eating into a storm. There's a reason why he fed them when he did is because he knew the storm was coming and we've got to understand this this morning that when God is offering the meal eat it when God's offering the blessings take it because there's going to come time when the meal stops and the blessings stop and you're going to have to go through some storms preacher how can I make it through the storms I'm glad you asked because we find Jesus constrains his disciples to get onto the ship and go to the other side under Bethsaida. And we find that while they're in the middle of the sea, that the storm comes 
And about the fourth watch of the night, Jesus comes walking on the water, but he would pass by them, but they saw him and they hollered out to him and they said, Lord, save us. And we find there that when Jesus comes the storm, verse 52 says, For they considered not the miracles of the loaves. Preacher, what's going to get me through the storm when I go through the storm? It's the miracle. It's the loaves. See, what they, what they should have done while they went through the storm, they should have said the first time that lightning cracked, they should have said if God can take two fishes and five loaves of bread and feed, feed 5,000 men, not including the women and children, and have some left over, he can get me to the other side of this thing. But not only that, they had the fragments with them. Bryson, while the boat was rocking to and fro and the waves are crashing, the winds are blowing and the lightning's thunder, all that stuff, they could eat the bread. And they could taste the miracle still inside the storm. We've got to understand that this morning, that God can give us what we need and more than what we need. And we can take the more and get us through the hard times in life, get us through the storms in our life. We've got to understand that, yeah, we may need a miracle, but a miracle's not outside of his capabilities. A miracle's not outside of his abilities. God can meet our every need. It was sufficient for them. I don't know about you. I don't know your life. I know my life. I can tell you this. I used to serve this world. I used to be out in this world. I used to live a wicked life. And I always found out, Brother Ed, that it was never sufficient. Nothing ever was. It, it never met the need. It gave me pleasure just for a season, but it never met the need. But when I met Jesus, not only him saving me, him saving me was more than enough. Him giving me every day what I stood in need of. Every single day. I, there's not a day, Brother Ed, that I'll have to wake up and worry. I wonder if, if God can meet my need or not. I wonder if he can give me a miracle today or not. I wonder if I can make it through this storm today or not. I don't have to worry about that. Because I know with him, by him and through him, I can get through it. So this morning as we stand, they begin to play something softly on the system. Just for a quick second there in this altar call, let's take our, let's take our halos off and set them off to the side. And I'll tell you within myself, Brother Ed, there are times when it just gets hard and the pressure is put on my life. The storm is getting worse. The valley's getting deeper. The mountain's getting higher. And I'll just say, God, I just, I just don't know how I'm going to do it. I just don't have a clue how I can get through this thing. I don't, it don't make sense. I don't have the answers. And God, if I, if I can survive throughout this day, it's going to take a miracle. God, if I can make it to tomorrow, it's going to take a miracle. I have to remind myself, Bryson, that he can make the miracle happen. I have to remind that no matter what's facing me, no matter what's fighting against me, I can rest assured in the scriptures that it says that, that greater is he that's in me than he that's in this world. I, I can rest assured that when I feel like I, I don't have nobody else, 
I can rest in the scriptures where it said he'd never leave me and he'd never forsake me. But he said that he'd go with us all, even to the end of this world. It's hard. It's tough. Sometimes I don't have the answers to questions. As a dad, there's times where I've got to have the answers, but I don't. There's times as a husband, brother, I've got to have the answers, but I don't. There's times as a pastor and as a preacher, as a leader, I've got to have answers, but I don't. Say, preacher, what do you do when you don't have the answers? I trust in him to make the way. I trust in him to give the miracle. I know it's 2021 and most of the time we're reading our scriptures and seeing how blind people were healed and all this stuff and we're thinking about miracles like that. But see, there's miracles that come in small packages that we just don't understand. You know, there's one thing that, that, that doctors cannot, they, for the light scientists, they cannot do. They cannot replicate the human eye. They can't. There's too many nerves and, and they can't get it. They can't even figure out, Bryson, how an eyeball can even see and put it back together. They preach, why did you just say that? Because what you're seeing right now, that is a miracle straight from God. And see, what you can do to get through this one is you can think about the miracles that you've already had, the times God's already brought you through, and you can rest assured and eat on those promises to get you through what you're facing right now. And so as the music is playing softly, I don't know what you stand in need of in your life. I don't know what you're going through, but I do know this, that God is enough. He can meet your need and He can perform a miracle. You've just got to understand not what you don't have, not what you lack, but you've got to understand what you do have and give it to Him and let Him multiply it and be patient while He works.